Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to the Stark Wars podcast. Today, we're going to be previewing the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're out of WandaVision territory. I think we will touch on uh, a couple. We'll close out the WandaVision story here at the end of the podcast, uh, just, just to give it a proper farewell. But I think our main focus here today is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's right around the corner, and Tommy's going to be here to talk about it with me. So, uh, Tommy, how's it going? It's going good. I am ready to get out of the sitcom world and into the spy action-y, you know. Do we have to get more, like, grungier? Do we have to start, like, being, like, PG-13 Michael and Tommy where, like, I don't know, like, I come in on a on a jet every podcast? Yeah, just no smiles and all fists. <laughs> just, I I only answer questions with my fist of fury no but in all seriousness like again this is kind of the more comfort food for me as far as the marvel stuff goes this is like what got me into marvel it's these types of uh stories really and one thing in particular i I rewatched uh this week i rewatched winter's winter soldier and civil war and infinity war and endgame and my, my favorite thing about the captain america movies for me is it's not necessarily like the big, heavy CGI like spectacles, you know? A lot of it is a lot more grounded. It's like actual hand-to-hand combat. Um, it is it is a lot more like an old-fashioned spy movie than it is like a big blockbuster movie. So that's what I do like about the Captain America movies and seeing some of the trailers for this, I feel like that's kind of what we're getting here too. Yeah, if it's anything like Winter Soldier, I have my opinions about Civil War. I'm not as high on it as I am other movies, but but Winter Soldier is really one of my favorite Marvel movies. I mean, the twist in it is such a big twist, and, and it does, I think, what you said of like feeling like a spy movie, that's Winter Soldier to a T. That's how it feels. Yes, and uh, yeah, we, we get a lot of these, uh, we'll dive into some of these characters here. We get a lot of the returning players from those movies, and it, it really, like, after watching those movies again, like, this is, this very much is a Captain America show. It's got all of his cronies in it, so uh, outside of just uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Let me ask you this. If you if you had to steal one of the powers or equipment from either Bucky Barnes or the Falcon here, which who would you rather be if you were a superhero? Falcon, easy easy question. Winter Soldier, yes, he has uh, tons of experience and he has the arm, but listen, like flying plus it's a a deadly weapon beats like what's the arm gonna do? Am I gonna am I gonna like call a taxi to go places with my strong arm am i am i climbing and like jumping off light no like i'm not getting to a crime scene before falcon falcon soaring over and i'm with my giant metal arm i can't go through air airport security either think about that metal detector going off so much i had to get a private jet now now there's cost yeah no winter soldier you can have your stuff i'm gonna stick with the falcon Look, man, and this is this is going to make for good podcasting because I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum here. Um, OK, here's here's the difference. And one thing I, I I forgot a lot about these characters and rewatching these movies helped me remember a lot. One of which not only does Bucky Barnes have the metal arm, but he's also a super soldier. Like that's something that I forget about. He's he's eternal. He uh, he's he's 100 years old. 
He has an awesome metal arm. And it's not just the metal arm. It's he is a super soldier. He's a badass. He has super strength. And uh, like, I feel like he needs to be smoking a cigarette more often. Like, I feel like that's the energy he produces. And he's just got that cool guy persona. Like he doesn't need all the equipment. He's just down, down to earth and he'll take on any, he'll take, he'll, he'll take on anybody. He'll punch Iron Man in the face. It doesn't bother him. You know, I, I hear you, but I guess like, do you know, uh, Falcon, like in the comics, his OG, he, one of his powers was to be able to communicate to Falcons. Like he had a pet Falcon and they, and they, they pay homage to that with like the little robot Falcon. Um, but that would be cool. Can Winter Soldier call birds around? That's completely fair. He cannot communicate with any sort of animal for that matter. So uh, yeah, that he does have one up there. But th- but the thing is, uh, he is just a dude. He's gonna grow old and die. Like and, and like, uh, I had a conversation with my brother recently, and and he was talking about how there's not enough long term injuries in the MCU because there's a lot of characters like Falcon and Rhodey. I reminded him of Rhodey who, who suffered a pretty serious injury, but there's a lot of normal people that like they're going through these battles and it's like, they walk out pretty unscathed. And uh, I, I think the Falcon probably needs a bit more scar tissue going on. I, like uh, he's just a dude. Yeah. He's just a guy. I, I mean, listen, yes, he may not be able to be a superhero forever, but he can pass his jetpack to his kids. The legacy of Falcon can live on. And, uh, you know, at some point you got to put up like captain, uh, at some point you got to put up the Cape and, uh, Falcon Falcon can pass it on to his kids. I guess winter soldier can pass along his, his weird arm to his kids, but you can't really pass the super soldier serum. I wonder if, you know, I wonder if super soldier serum, uh, passes genetically like if you have a kid and you're a super soldier to lose your kids now have super strength as well like i could totally see that coming up in some way hope maybe maybe we explore that in the show in a baby avenger series look we have we have baby scarlet witch and and uh and quicksilver and billy and tommy and then we also we're getting a baby captain america too he's gonna have a little shield and everything it's it's decided here um but yeah, I mean, both of them are going to be good. And I think what's cool about this duo um, is they're, they're on equal footing. Not that Wanda and Vision weren't, but it always felt like Wanda's show. And maybe this is going to feel like Falcon's show with Winter Soldier as like a side. But I'm hoping it is like equal billing. Uh, these two are are the stars and and we're going to see both of them have high highs and low lows. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm just. I'm so excited. It's a. It's a change of pace here. I'm. I'm super excited about it. Um, now another character that's going to show up in the show. Um, and this was revealed in one of the trailers. Uh, we're getting the return of Sharon Carter. What do you think of that? I'm excited to see more from her. I, I again, that's she's a character that they really didn't do much with her. They really tried to shoehorn the Cap relationship, which does happen in the comics. And, and obviously, it did, I would have liked for that kiss never to happen because it didn't really amount to anything. And then it got weird because now he's in the past with her aunt. So, like, you know, I wonder if that ever conversation ever happened at a dinner table where. Uh, I guess I guess he would know, but Sharon wouldn't know. So he would know that he made out with this little like teenager that he's now sitting at like Thanksgiving dinner with. Um, lots of questions there. 
Yeah, it is. And I'm trying because, again, I've I, I rewatched. I saw Sharon Carter and I, I'm trying to figure out what the connection is here. What Where is she coming in? Because she wasn't she wasn't too involved with Zemo and she uh, she didn't really even have a relationship with with Sam or Bucky. So I'm I, that's going to be a fun, uh, a fun mystery to unravel here. I, I'm excited to see how what what brings her into this story. Well, I mean, she was Team Cap, right? Like, like in Civil War, she was supporting Cap, and she was supporting Falcon in that. I could almost see her as their woman behind the screen. You know, it's like she's the one that's giving them the intel. She has the government connections. Um, she may be their like their Jarvis, essentially, um, who's also like probably kicking butt and and doing things in her own right. Um, hopefully. And I'm not saying this in a bad way. I hope it doesn't go into like romantics. I'm always sick of whenever they have like a female character, it's like, oh, well, there has to be a relationship. There doesn't. <laughs> there are, she's a female. They're men. They don't have to be in a relationship. Let them just be a team. Uh, that, so I, I don't know where that would go. I'm excited to see more of her. Like I said, I hope they fully um, develop her character, give her more. Uh, maybe she joins S.W.O.R.D. You know, maybe that's the tie in there. Maybe she's part of Sword, the new the new kind of shield. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. And uh, yeah, I guess my initial reaction to seeing her here was like, like right off the cuff. I was like, why? But then I remember like, this is what this show's about. Like there's all these characters that have been done dirty in the movies. And she's probably one of the biggest ones. Because again, um, she does have a couple cool scenes here and there and she helps Cap. But really her like when you break down the bare bones of her story, she was just the love interest to Cap. And that was her character. And it's kind of a travesty. Um, so I'm excited to see a bit more from her here. And again, these Marvel series are just diving into these smaller characters. And uh, that's what I love about it. So, And I think they're doing it very strategically, right? You just got rid you know, and I, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but you got rid of your heavy hitters. You got rid of your, your Thor. Well, Thor's still good. But you got rid of Iron Man. You got rid of Cap. Uh, now you have your characters that you really did dirty in the movies and you're trying to now build them as the A you're, you're trying to build them as your, your next Avengers. Well, Marvel, you got some work to do. We need to, we need to know these characters. And I think we already saw them do that with WandaVision. I am excited to see Wanda. I still stand that she's not going to be a, a hero s in the future but we got more from her and i think that's what we're going to see with falcon winter soldier i think we're going to see that with sharon i'm so glad that we're going to see more of, of probably the next person on your list because i he was one that i felt like was done horribly and i was so upset with the way they did um baron von zemo yeah you know i'll, I'll let you i'll let you tackle this one because i feel like you probably know a bit more about this character and uh yeah I was so upset. And I think that's why I did not like Civil War. I thought the way they did him was terrible. I needed his purple ski mask. The fact that it never showed up. And it, it's going to show up in here, which is so exciting. And I just thought the storyline, they really tried to take this character that people, with a lot of the Hydra, I'm going to go on a little rant for a little bit, but with a lot of the Hydra characters, they just took them and stuck them into in situations just because of their name you know baron von zucker i really felt like they could have dived deeper into him and they didn't and, and that's how i felt about zemo was they didn't they really wanted to shoehorn him into this sokovian plot and and that's just not his story he's hydra and um 
and and very involved in cap and him have have huge you know obviously red skull is probably the biggest cap villain but i would say zemo's uh, these two or three like zemo is up there for like having some beef with with uh cap and so i'm excited to see what they do with him i think it will be interesting if he becomes almost like falcon like falcon's version of cap's uh uh arch nemesis and I don't know. I think what's exciting about this too, and we didn't talk about this when we were talking about Falcon, but like, I really think Falcon's story is going to be the fact is him coming to terms with being Captain America. Like that's what the show is probably going to be about for him. And Winter Soldier is going to be about what is coming up next for him. And I think for Zemo, it's going to be, I don't know. Cause we don't really know. It seems like he had his ending in the way they made him, right? Like his ending was a, he kind of got the Avengers to break up, but then they didn't really break up and he seems okay with that. But like now he's in jail. So I don't know if he's just going to break out of jail and that's his story. What What is his end game? Yeah. And I think so, so much in civil war, like he, again, he was kind of the man behind the scenes. He was kind of stirring the pot. Like he was not a character that's going to go down and try to fight them. His whole goal was to create the civil war. He wanted them to kill each other because he was never going to kill them. Um, And I think we're going to be stepping a bit more towards him realizing that uh, if, if he wants to take out an Avenger, he's going to have to do it himself. He's going to have to get his hands dirty. And I think that's pretty cool. I think that's where the ski mask comes in, which by the way, I'm not familiar with the comic book character. I didn't even know he needed a ski mask, but I'm glad that he has it because he looks like an absolute badass. So he needs he needs a ski mask. I, I think Zemo's story is going to be, and maybe this is where the the Winter Soldier thing ties in. I mean, obviously Zemo controlled Winter Soldier. Is that still possible? Is he still going to try? I really hope they don't go back to like Winter Soldier. You can be controlled again. Like we've done that so many times. I'm sick of it. I don't need it. it get it out of my life. But 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 maybe that's why Zemo comes back. It has something to do with he knows something that Winter, maybe Winter Soldier is trying to find out more about his past. And maybe Zemo has those answers. Yeah. And also, I just side note, Daniel Brühl, uh, again, I agree they, the the character was butchered, but him as an actor, I, I love him so much. So I'm so excited that he's coming into the show again. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I, I like the look. Uh, I like the actor and I like the potential. So um, yeah, if you want. And here's another one. I'm curious to bounce off of you with this one, because I, I, I did a little bit of research on us agent, but I, I wasn't aware of him before. Um, do you have any history with us agent? Yeah. I mean, this was, I believe, and, and I may be wrong. Cause I'm just going off the top of my head right now. Was that around the time that cap America became nomad? I have no idea. So, so <laughs> this may have no correlation, but I believe, and I may be completely incorrect. Um, but during the time, there was a point where Cap kind of gave up on America. And they kind of did it in the movies with his like bearded look. But essentially, he threw down the Captain America mantle. He said, I'm not Cap anymore. I'm going to go as Nomad. And it's basically like he belonged to no nation. He didn't believe in what America was doing at the time. And he became his own superhero. Now, I believe that's where U.S. agent came in was the government. The American government was like, cool. Well, we still need. We want to still have some sort of Captain America. Because it does, you know he gives a sense of patriotism to the world and to America specifically. So we're like, let's make us agent. Um, now I could be completely wrong on this, but that's where I believe it came from. 
Gotcha. And, and I, I did a little bit of research on the character himself, and it seems like uh, obviously he's going to be trying to present himself as a good person, but I, I definitely think he's going to be a villain in the show. And, and that's one thing that might be a red flag for me here, because if there is any complaint about WandaVision, is that they might have spread themselves a bit too thin with the antagonists of the show. We had Agatha Harkness, we had Hayward, and sometimes even Wanda. Um, I feel like if they just had one of those elements, the show would have been greatly serviced with that. Um, I have a feeling that U.S. Agent's going to be a, a villain here as well as Zemo, and I am a little bit worried if they're spreading themselves a bit too thin. But again, I have to give a shout-out to Wyatt Russell, who plays U.S. Agent, who, uh, again, I, I love him so much, and I'm so excited to see him in the show. Um, I think, and I hear you on that, I think my only, I, I do think he's going to be a villain, 100%. I think what's different than WandaVision, all the villains were Wanda's villains. Um, Vision was kind of a side, as much as they put Vision as the, you know, as the co co um uh, person of the show he really wasn't he didn't have a villain he was just along the ride with everyone else i think you're gonna see u.s agent be the counter to falcon in the sense that i think falcon is going to be chosen by captain america to be the next captain america i think the government is going to choose u.s agent so it becomes this thing of like this is what is being pushed as u.s agent and falcon doesn't even really want to be cap but then i think that's going to be his storyline now I think you're going to have Zemo and Winter Soldier as the other storyline where their past is, is, is commingling and uh, that sort of thing. So I think it could work because it's almost like just two storylines and they're connected, if that makes sense. No, that, that makes total sense. And I didn't really think of it that way. And I, I hope they do nail that. Like, uh, I, I'm totally rooting for it. So. Um. What what else what else you got on this show? Like, uh, is there anything else you want to add? I mean, again, we we don't know a whole lot going in, and, and there's some things that that might be out there, but we try to avoid as much as possible. I watch trailers. Tommy doesn't watch too many trailers, but uh, e e even with that stuff in mind, like the plot of the show is a mystery to me. Um, so I'm really excited to go in with uh, an open heart and uh, just have fun with this one. Yeah, I think for me. If I have any, so like comics wise, if you're looking for comics to go into, I would say any of the comics that deal with Falcon taking over the Captain America mantle, um, there's specifically one like Captain America Falcon, like there's a lot of comics that have to do with that. And, and he deals a little bit with the, the power of being Captain America. Like it's a big responsibility. And what's fun is like both these characters have been Captain America at different times in the comics. Um, I'm surprised it didn't go to Bucky, but I'm I'm glad it went to Falcon. I, th I think it, there's more story there. There's more meat on the bone. Um, and because I think the difference is Winter Soldier grew up with Cap. He still sees Cap as Steve, but Falcon, like Captain America is a legacy. You know, there's a different uh, feeling to the title. So I would say that's how I feel about the comics. And then prediction wise, yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to get some sort of spy movie. I think this is going to give us way more answers about the MCU as a whole than Wanda did. We got snippets, right? Like we kind of picked up things, but it was mostly a sitcom and mostly taking place in New Jersey. And like, 
it's New Jersey. How much are we going to find out about the world in New Jersey? So I think we're going to, I think we're going to travel a little bit. I think we're going to see the effects of the Thanos and the snap through this show. And I'm interested to see how this show may or may not correlate with Black Widow. Obviously, Black Widow is going to be way in the past, but it feels Black Widow is going to feel, I think, like Falcon and Winter Soldier more than like Wanda did. That's completely fair. Um, what one other thing that I, I wanted to bring up here, and I, I'm kind of leaning towards we should put this off until we've seen a couple episodes. But uh, look, we have we have to settle something here between us, Tommy. We did a cameo draft last season, and none of our cameos uh, came to fruition. So I'm wondering, is that something we want to do here? Do we do want to wait a couple more episodes? Do we want to do it now? As uh, Vision once said, you know, we made a cameo bet once and it didn't succeed. So it's inevitable that we would make one again. And maybe this one will succeed. (laughs) Uh, And and again, I, I think it's probably best to get the feel of the show because by the time we saw a couple episodes of WandaVision, we had a good idea of what could possibly happen within the show right now? Like if I had to pick cameos, I think I would have like one that I was sold on and it's like a super obvious one. Um, Don't you say it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I could go either way. I kind of like the idea that we go in blind and like see how ridiculous are like how ridiculously off track we are. But I also agree with you of like, if we're actually trying to get it correct, we may want to uh, wait, but, but I will say in to counter that in WandaVision, we probably would have got Pietro if we would have done it in the beginning. That's true. That's true. All right. So how about this? Um, how about we go ahead and pick two people now each. Okay. And then after a couple episodes, we'll pick two more each. Okay. How do we decide who goes first, though? This is tough. This is tough because, again, I think there's a super obvious one. And if I go first, I'm going to take it. Um, I'm going to take it. <laughs> uh, should we flip a coin? Do you have a yes, coin? Yes, I think we have to do a coin. Um, okay. I don't have one right now. I can do one on, on the computer. You just have to trust I'm being honest. Okay. I, I do trust you. So uh, I'll let you pull that up. Um this should this should be fun because actually I do I think I do have a good second choice but I don't like if you were to take the first one and then I would have to go with my second choice I don't know where I would go like who's my third here um, I have some thoughts but I think I'm just gonna improv and just like go off the top of my head too like okay. I think I'm just gonna go with with my gut you know yeah 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 um but real, real quick before we do this I do want to like because I do realize there's some people. I'm thinking one person in particular, like going into WandaVision, they were like, all right, sum up what I should know going into the show. So I want to do that really briefly of just like, I think if you haven't watched any Marvel, what you need to know going into Falcon and Winter Soldier is uh, both are buddies of Cap. Cap is now retired. He's an old man and he gave his mantle to Falcon. So what Falcon in it is, He's a man, just like uh, Michael said. He's a man with with giant metal wings that he can control and stab people with and fly. And Bucky is someone that was in the World War War II with Cap. Got a giant accident, got taken over by the Russians, this whole thing. Uh, Great times were had, probably not. And he got mind uh, uh, warped 
to be able to be controlled uh, against his will. And his arm was was destroyed in the accident, so they gave him a metal arm. And like Michael said, they kind of made him into a, a super soldier of a sense through some experimentation that happened to him through Hydra. So um, that's kind of what happened to him. And uh, he dealt a lot with that. That A lot of his story has been... Uh, is he is he the Bucky that Cap knew, and how does he move on from this trauma? Nail on the head right there. Yeah. So, and he, other than that, I think that's really what we're going to see. We're going to see kind of what I've already described. Falcon's going to deal with with the feeling of being, you know, going to be Cap, and and I think Bucky's still dealing with his past. Yeah, and I, and again, I think uh, there's not a whole lot to say about falcon in the movies thus far unfortunately and that's that's what's so great about the series is we get to learn a bit more I, I think his origin story was absolutely squandered in the movies uh it's basically explained away in dialogue um so yeah I, i'm hoping we might even get some uh falcon flashbacks going on uh, i'd like to see some of his origin yeah i will say i do love i'm always a sucker for on your left though like i like that line will get me every time it's a classic Falcon line now. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think he needs he needs more meat, but I'm ready with the coin. All right. You are. Uh, I, I'll take heads here. Okay. Let's see. It's flipping. It's still flipping. Oh, man. It, and it is. Heads. Oh, my God. <laughs> now. So upset. Now. Uh. Now I want to be like completely unpredictable and go with something crazy. <laughs> like I, I have all this power. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, but no, I'm not going to do that. I got to take Chris Evans here. Uh, honestly, I still think it is a big long shot. I, I think he had uh, a good amount of closure. And I, I do think we could see Chris Evans again. But at this point, I think he was really excited to be in Marvel retirement. Um, so... I, I'm I'm still not super confident about it. Like, I, I think I was way more confident about Reed Richards coming into WandaVision than I am about Chris Evans showing up here. But uh, yeah, I got to take the original Captain America. Are we counting if like, so I'm, I don't know if this will happen. I kind of hope it doesn't. But if in a world where like, let's say he dies and there's a funeral for him. Are we counting like his funeral as a cat? Like, does he, do we have to see Chris Evans? We have we have to see yeah. Chris Evans. It has to be new footage. Uh, no no weird voiceovers. No audio. Uh, yeah, full face Captain America. And, and I almost want to even split them up into young Cap and old Cap. Like, uh, <laughs> would it be fair for for you to be able to grab young Cap and I have old Cap? <laughs> I think I think flashbacks are inevitable, especially if you're covering Winter Soldier's storyline. So yeah. I think like it has to be like new, fresh footage. Like he flew out there, he got into character, and he and I think that's with anyone, right? Like I think that's with any of the picks we pick, I think it has to be new, fresh footage. Gotcha. Which is hard because obviously COVID affected, uh, and I'll, we'll talk about it a little bit with WandaVision, but um, I think. COVID affected the possibility of cameos. That is true. That is unfortunately true. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what you come back with here, though, Tommy. Well, what do you got? Can you can you come up with something fun? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is fun. I'm going to go with the like, and I I don't think this is confirmed yet. If it is, 
someone tell me i i don't want like michael said i don't really keep up with things because i want to be surprised but i i said it for wandavision i'm gonna say it again this is a spy we gotta get some nick fury i feel like I thought you're gonna, gonna get, say mephisto <laughs> we're gonna get mephisto <laughs> have you there has actually been like um people have been having fun with that like anytime anything comes up they're like well that shape kind of looks like an m and that clearly is mephisto <laughs> Right, right. No, that's a really good pick there. I think we got to see some Nick Fury. Yep. So my pick, this one is probably going to be a bit more untraditional. Um, and it's probably more of like a fan fiction dream of mine. And we got a little connection in Infinity War. But I'm really hoping it's a seed that they planted that they intend to grow. Because this is, while while Falcon and the Winter Soldier, awesome pairing, two great characters coming together to, to team up. I love it. But there was a team up that I loved even more. And it was between Winter Soldier and Rocket Raccoon. So I am going to put my all my eggs in the Rocket Raccoon basket, and I'm going to take him off the board here. Wow. <laughs> That's it? Wow. Wow. I mean... <laughs> It's a bold. Uh, it's bold. I will say, right? He is probably digi- digital, uh, so they could probably do it without having to fly anyone out there. True, true. Um, yeah, but again, it's just like uh, again, it's uh, it's it's probably got like the Mandalorian upside. You get this tough, big dude, and then his little companion, and uh, I don't know something about that. Uh, I love it, and. Uh, yeah, let's let's get some Rocket Raccoon. Okay. So you went wild. So like there's one that there's two that I'm thinking that would be easy. There's one kind of near what I was already saying. And maybe I'll save it for my future picks. Um and then there's like how crazy do I want to get, right? Because you talk about like the winter rocket connection, and maybe this is where I go. There was another connection once between Falcon and the tiniest Avenger. I'm going to go with Ant-Man, Paul Rudd. Uh, that's a great... I mean, I, I would love to see it. Uh, I don't think I'm... I, I, pro, I, I, I could almost put more stock into that than the Rocket Raccoon. Um, but, but I just want to say, again, rewatching Infinity War and Endgame, uh, Ant-Man, Paul Rudd's character, is completely underappreciated in this franchise. He's absolutely hilarious, and I would be thrilled to see him. So, oh, I love the... I think the Ant-Man heist movie is one of the best. Like, it's so good if you take it as a heist movie. I think that's like... People just wanted, like, the Marvel blockbuster. I'm like, no, it's a good movie. But, yeah, I see Ant-Man. I, I do feel my other picks a little bit more in my, like, the ones I'm thinking about. There was one that was completely less filled that I'm just going to leave that. That's, like, my Malfisto pick. That's just going to be, until I get proof otherwise, I will not be speaking about that. Put put that up in the cupboard, and we will revisit it. So, uh, <laughs> all right, good. So, we, we got we got our camp. We'll recap here. So, uh uh, I have uh, the OG Captain America and Rocket Raccoon, and you have Nick Fury and Ant Man. So, um, yeah, th- this should be this should be a fun battle. Um, now, Who do you I, think would win in a fight? I mean, obviously Cap. Are we talking about Old Man Cap? Because then clearly my oh, side's no. gonna win. But I don't know. I still think Old Man Cap could do some damage. But I'm I'm gonna say Nick Fury has some tricks up his sleeve. 
So, yeah. Are, are we talking like tag, t- like both of our teams versus each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's tough because Rocket Raccoon is. I would like to see Ant Man not necessarily shrink down to ant size, but Rocket Rocket Raccoon size, and, <laughs> and get in a tussle. Um, like him and him and Ant Man too, where he's like just like the mini size, and he's like running around in the school. I like yes, just have exactly. that version of him. Uh, yeah, I don't think he gets any of his super strength in that. I, I don't know if that's going to be the best version of him. Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he can use all his powers. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Yeah, uh, I, I think you guys have this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you guys win. In the Stark Warriors, if you have ideas of maybe we'll let you have your own cameo picks you guys can can dm you know message us tweeter the tweeter and uh tell us what you think who you think will show up in falcon and the winter soldier now i'm not a programmer in any way like i I wouldn't know how to make this work but it, it would be a dream to like set up like a larger fantasy league for the listeners to play where they could all have their picks and they could pick from literally anybody uh i think that that would uh look if somebody has an idea of how we could set something like that up i'm totally down to figure it out so yeah we're into we want more listener interaction uh but yeah that's how i feel about falcon and the winter soldier i'm excited uh and you know it's hard because there's just it's it's the unknown and i i don't feel comfortable here i want to go back to my little town in in westview uh yeah so uh yeah it, well speaking of westview I, I think it's fair that we do put a proper cap on uh on wandavision here we can talk about kind of like a a week out like our final reactions to like the series as a whole and then uh, i know we have some feedback here as well and also maybe we can talk briefly about the uh wandavision's assembled episode that came out on disney plus the making of wandavision uh, i don't know if you got around to talking about it it was fine um there was a couple cool tidbits in there um did you did you get a chance to watch that it was you know it's fine but it's i like that stuff like i like watching the mandalorian behind i i working in the industry it's fun to see that sort of stuff but i agree with you they didn't really add much there were some cool lines that it was cool to see um extra footage that didn't make it to the episode i'm like that would have been a funny little quip to keep in um but i'm upset about WandaVision. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Tommy. What are your grievances? Well, my grievance is about the public because I had this hot tea for us. And I was like, it was my inside, like entertainment knowledge. Uh, I had a friend of a friend who worked on the show and I had this tea and then it kind of got out into the public. So I'm, I'm probably repeating stuff that's out there. But so my friend of a friend was saying that essentially you know whatever they say online there was supposed to be 10 episodes 100 there was supposed to be 10 episodes of wandavision uh covid hit and they just it hit and they made it nine episodes instead um and also i don't know if that really got out as much but the thing that got out was basically that there was supposed to be a bigger plot with monica and darcy and the children where they go into the basement and they try to get the dark hold and senior scratchy because he didn't turn out to be anything, right? He ends up being this like demon that attacks them. So then they have to fight off this, which I honestly, I'm kind of okay. That they didn't go with like yeah. senior scratchy, the demon, but uh, that was what was supposed to happen. And all that got cut. Cause the, the, the special effects couldn't get done in time. 
You know, and I did. I can't remember where I saw that, whether it was like an article or something about Senior Scratchy, but I did I did see that. And uh, yeah. Uh, and it makes sense. I, I feel like a lot of people's gripes in some mind is like there were some characters that didn't get their time of day in the finale, like Monica and Darcy. And and I think that makes sense. If there were supposed to be 10 episodes, then all the beginning episodes, like it was leading up to probably more time with them. They just ran out of time. And I'm not saying that's right, but I that does help me be like, okay, I see that they try to just make the the best out of a worst case scenario. Yeah, and uh, I actually did. I had a dream that uh, last night, and I'm just not remembering this. It came to me um, because I, I was prepared to wake up early again this morning to watch Assembled, uh, like I would any other, just to keep my schedule going. Um, so I did that and I guess it was on my mind when I went to sleep, but I thought about it. I, I dreamt that instead of the assembled episode came out, they blindsided us with a secret 10th episode. Um, so that, that would have been cool. I do. Um, yeah, I, I'll just talk a bit more about assembled and kind of my thoughts on that and we'll move on. But, uh, there were a couple cool tidbits. I, I really love to see the chemistry of Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany behind the scenes. There's a couple fun little moments of them kind of bantering and, and, th- and that's a lot of fun. Um, it, there's just a lot of the little techniques that a lot of the nice finishes they put on the show. I guess I didn't pick up on the fact that episode one was actually filmed in front of a live studio audience. Like I that, didn't know that either. Yeah. That, that was really cool. And, the way they they like they tried to build the experience for the audience as well like it seemed like they probably told them to come dressed uh for the times because it looked like they were dressed for the times and then they had the chairs were like old wooden chairs like like it would be um and also one other tidbit i really liked was the fact that they had vision wear blue makeup for the special uh special effects and obviously they were translating the black and white and back in the day, they used to make them wear blue makeup, like blue lipstick and whatnot, um, because it would appear more red in black and white than actual red would. So uh, I thought that I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I love I mean, that's the whole thing, right? With like uh, blood in, in movies like Psycho, right? They use chocolate syrup instead because it was it looked more like blood than actual like red, you know, wood. Um, I, I those were my two tidbits, too. I, I um, think that's so fascinating because it's like it's the behind baseball kind of thing. It's like the, it's the, it's cool to see that they thought through all that stuff. I love seeing all of these, the, the stuff about the, the wires. Like I loved seeing that scene in episode one. Like you think about that, like all the flying objects and things. It's like, it's so easy and it's like a one-off joke, but it takes so much time to do that stuff and to wire that all up. And like, it was cool that they put that much effort into episode one. Right. And actually, I'm I'm now just remembering more thoughts as they come to me. But uh, another nice moment was I love to hear uh, uh, Tiana Paris is her name, I think. Is that right? Hopefully Tiana Paris. Yes. She was talking about uh, how she got the role and uh, how excited she was about it. And I just thought that was so cool because I, I think I'll speak for myself. I forget that these people like. Marvel is a big part of their lives too. You know, the, these are fans of the show and, uh, or, or the movies at that. And to hear her experience as an actress applying for a Marvel studios project and then getting a call back and then going through auditions and then getting that final call. Uh, it, it, it was a dream to her. And I think that's so cool that she got this chance and I look forward to seeing that character more. 
No, she was one of the greatest parts of the episode because she was just so giddy about the whole experience and like all of them were, right? Like Catherine Han was too, but um, she was definitely, you could see this was like, like she was so happy to be there and, and just the fact that she got Monica Rambo, which was what she, like she's like, I literally was talking to my agent and was like, what if it's Monica? Like that's all she wanted to be was to be this female black superhero on, on our screens and like, I'm so excited to see more from her. I um, know there was a lot of talk about her and like some of the things that people said, I listened to other podcasts and, and go, ch- you know, check out other podcasts and listen to, because so like one of the things someone brought up and I, I'm taking this from, and I'll, I'll shout them out. Like everything is super. I listened to after we record and, and they brought up like the whole idea of like, literally they used her as a shield for white people. And I think that's such a, like I, with my privilege, I didn't think of it that way. And like, I would like for them to do more with Monica and, and give her her time to shine because it is interesting that like, I don't think they thought about that, but they, I don't know if they did her fully justice in WandaVision. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, I, she totally deserved more. And uh, again, it, it is tricky because uh, again, we, we look at, um, we look at Anthony Mackie as the Falcon. I, I think he was absolutely squandered. And I, I think that's kind of been an unfortunate role and tradition almost. It feels like for these Marvel studio projects to really snub uh, a lot of these uh, black actors and actresses. And uh, it, it is, it is nice to see Anthony Mackie under the sun a little bit more. I, I hope they do him right. And uh yeah, if we could just continue to continue to tell these different types of stories, um, and, and uh, I think a Black Panther was an awesome step in the right direction. But we need we need more of that on screen, and I look forward to that. And hopefully, it does come in the form of Monica, because honestly, I would I would take an entire series about her at this point. So, yep, I agree with your set with your with your thoughts, and also like I I think. Han was also so fun. Like I was reading an article where she was saying how she would be practicing the movements and stuff and her kids would be so embarrassed of her, but now <laughs> they love it. Cause they're seeing it on screen, but it's like, she got super into it. Um, the whole cast just seems like they had such a good time on the set and, and just doing the sitcom. And, and I think someone said, it was like Elizabeth Olsen has not had a chance to be funny. And she is so funny. <laughs> like so funny. Even the, like when the camera cut, like there was that one line where she's like, all right, this is where I change now. Like she just knows how to deliver. She knows what's going to make someone laugh. It's I'm excited to see more of her. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. That's all I have on the assembled episode there. Um, Cool. Do we have a couple of feedback questions that we got this week? Yeah. Uh, do you do you have those around? I should yeah, have let had me, those prepared. Um, oh man, it's okay. Don't <laughs> worry. I this is for everyone to know that I am the prepared one of the group. Uh, it's honestly true, though. I'm clearly not looking them up right now. Um, yes, I have one question from dear Robbie Freeman, a good friend of the podcast. Uh, what do you think of the showrunner's response that grief is the big bad? I guess they have come out and said that grief was the big bad. Uh, he said, I found it very disgenuous and a bit of director speak, speak as long as well as the Aaron Johnson's uh, casting with like, I think he's talking about like uh, Evan Peters uh, uh, where he's talking about the casting of Pietro. 
Uh, so how? Let's go with the first one first. What do you feel about grief being the villain of the series? I, I do buy. I believe it is one of the antagonists of the series, and and that is kind of like in hindsight, looking at the series as a whole. Now, it, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think it was a bit of the downfall. Again, we have Hayward, we have we have Agatha, we have grief, and I think if if we just focused on the grief, like we didn't need those other characters. And Agatha was, Agatha was awesome. Like everybody loves Agatha. I love Agatha. But if we did, if we spent more time um, just focusing in on that emotion and, and what it's done to Wanda and the relationship and, and uh, how it manifests in her world, I, I think it would have serviced the show so much more, be- so much better. I mean, um, yeah, I, I would have liked, it, I agree that it was one of the antagonists, but I would have enjoyed it more if it was more of the focal point of the series. I think we got bogged down in too many other things, personally. Yeah, like I think we we always were talking about grief being a theme, and like it, I think the series as a whole, grief was throughout. We definitely felt that. I don't know if I would say it's the antagonist. It definitely was not a good thing. But I do think it was a theme to say like a concept is an antagonist may feel a little bit of like them pushing the the buck because of all the, you know, everyone's saying like, oh, like there's too many antagonists. And they're just saying, well, you got to see they're all under the umbrella of grief. And it's like, all right. And that's how I kind of feel with the Evan Peters. I do believe that they did think it would be fun. And, and something you said last week is like, if this is his his last son, last run around the sun. Uh, playing Quicksilver, sure. I, I I don't like that it all steamed to. You know, I still will stand by my stance, which is I, I don't love that it all came into a boner joke. But I do like that they were like, listen, we have a chance to to cast this guy that we do enjoy, and I I do think he fit this version of Quicksilver. Um, but I don't like that they're trying to. I don't know. I don't like them saying like, oh, it's just for fun, because <laughs> we could. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, I don't want to rehash all this. And I totally get the complaints. Like the way that people are reacting to this Evan Peters situation is how I reacted walking out of the theater of Infinity War when they dusted all of these characters that we knew weren't really dead. It felt like a cheap shot at us. Like we didn't understand that there was going to be uh, a, a new Spider Man movie and a new Black Panther movie. And they hadn't had all this stuff planned out already. And that, that for me felt really cheap. So, I get the way people feel about this for whatever reason though, it just didn't bother me as much as most people. And, and maybe it was because I, I felt like when watching the show, there was nothing to, that really indicated to me that there was a multiverse besides the fact that just the character was there. Like they didn't, I felt like when the show was playing out, they did a pretty good job of separating and maybe in the moment, like we were, they didn't realize how much we would get wrapped up in the idea of he could be from the multiverse. Um, they knew you, you, you you're <laughs> telling me they did not. There was a specific reason they cast him to get us what I have an issue with. And like, is it feels like a gotcha moment and like, we're your audience. And I guess we're not. And that's the thing. Like I've talked to my roommate about this of like, are we on the same team? And to me, they should be on the same team as their audience. Why are they trying to piss us off? And so I'm not saying they can't do things like this, but to me, if they would have just done it and not have him be like whatever, having it all stem to a boner joke, 
it was funny, but it also felt like a real slap in the face of like, not only did you think that he was Quicksilver, we're also just going to make a joke out of it. Uh, I'm not that upset about it in the sense that like, I do think in the same way I gave them respect for like throwing a million Easter eggs out there to really confuse us, right? Have a bunch of red herrings. I do think this was part of that, that concept of have a million red herrings, have Evan Peters. So people are so distracted with all this other stuff. They're not focused on what's actually happening. I just also feel like it's like your audience is what got you. I mean, look at Marvel. They were bankrupt at one point. Like they should not still exist. And yet they do. And part of that is because of their loyal fans. And for me to abuse their trust is a sticky road to go down. No, I I, I totally hear you. And uh, yeah, I, I hope it is a lesson learned on their part. Um, because there has been, this isn't really the first time that we've kind of been teased with the multiverse. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, there was uh, it kind of, there was a lot of talk about the multiverse and that that's what people thought going into the movie. And that's what they made you think throughout most of that movie. And then uh, it turns out that it wasn't really the multiverse involved. So see, and um, that I was okay with, right? Because it made sense story wise. They, they made it make sense because it was like, it was all part of his, his lie. This didn't feel like it made sense. There's still there's still things that don't add up. How did he get super speed? I mean, she can't just give him super speed, can she? Like that hasn't um paid out. And maybe it will someday. Um, but that's I guess the difference between the two. But I you know, I'm at the end of the day, it was fun to see him on my screen, and and I'm not that upset if that's my one complaint about the show. They were doing pretty well. <laughs> Fair point. Yes. Uh, so we'll 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 be lo- we'll be on the lookout. No more boner jokes in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, please. We're, we're, we've moved on here. Um, Didn't you know that Sharon's real name is not Sharon Carter? She's actually Sharon Boner. Oh my God! Not that. <laughs> um, all right. I have one more question from you uh, okay. from the great Naomi. Uh, why couldn't we hear the kids screaming as they were slowly disintegrating? while Wanda and Vision were being all sappy and romantic downstairs. And there is a good response in this. If you check out our Twitter, uh, you know, Stark Wars podcast, you can see a good response by someone. But what do you think, Michael? That's a good point. I was trying to remember. I guess I guess the first time that they began to be disintegrated, they were, like, begging for help. Um, I don't know. Maybe they had soundproof rooms. Uh, that's, a, that's a really good point. Maybe they had already fallen asleep and they went in their sleep. Maybe Wanda was so enthralled with vision that she completely toned it out, which is sad. But um, yeah, I, I think that just, I think the, the real answer here is they just didn't add it because it would have taken away from uh, her moment with vision. So uh, yeah, I have two thoughts about this. One is the sleep thing. I think they like, they put them to bed specifically so they would like, go in their sleep so that it was peaceful, right? My other thought is there's a difference between the two times. This time, Vision and the boys accepted their fate. In, in the first time when the Hex was coming down, they were still in the middle of battle. They didn't want to leave. So they were fighting with it. That's why they were in pain. That's why they were shouting, is they were fighting with the disintegration. This time, they embraced it. And I think like it's like fighting against a current. If you're going with the current, it's all good times. But if you're fighting against the current, you're going to be struggle bus. 
So that's maybe how I see it. Yeah, that 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 uh that makes sense there. So uh, is that the end of our feedback? That's all we got. Alrighty. And Owen said Tommy is the best. Uh, definitely not written by Pommy Tazulo. <laughs> Wait, is that a real comment? No, I'm just <laughs> it was like, me. Spoiler alert! I just said <laughs> Tommy all along. One day I take over the podcast and I make a catchy theme. I get Aaron Robertson to make a catchy theme song oh just for God. me. Like it was Tommy all along, and it's gonna be his show. And now we're all here in Tommy world. Yeah, that's hey, you're you're pretty good at that improv singing. So uh look if you can blindside me, I'm all for it. So bring it on. All right. Uh so I guess we'll we'll jump it. That's kind of the end here. We we've talked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We wrapped up on one division. Uh we we will say our fa- farewells here with our recommendations and news stories. And uh I- I'll go first here. And this is one that uh kind of on a whim here. I watched the first episode of this series today. I haven't seen any more, but I'm completely sold. And what I'm going to do after this is I'm going to go binge that season until I pass out. Um, it's called The Bridge. It's on HBO Max. And, and Tommy and I and a lot of the listeners, uh, maybe not everybody, but a lot of us, we are very much in love with reality TV. So it's only natural here that I plug a reality TV show. Th- this is a, a show called The Bridge. It's about a group of strangers that uh, their mission is to build an 800 foot bridge across water to get to this location so that one of them can win a hundred thousand dollars. That's the basic gist of the series. Now there's a lot more to it than that. I'm still figuring out some of it, um, but there are twists involved in this. And I don't want to say too much because the contestants on this show, they're put out there and they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they've signed up for. Basically what they told, what they were told is that it would push their comfort zone. That's all they knew about this adventure. So they go, they go out here and they've learned that they had to create this bridge. And from this point on, there's a lot more twists. There's a game aspect to this and they're figuring it out as they go. And I think that's part of the fun is the audience member. We're figuring it out as it goes. So if you like reality TV, this is kind of like a mix between maybe a little bit of Survivor, but a bit more of the series alone. Um, it's a British show, so you might want to compare it to the Great British Bake Off. Um, so, yeah, that's my recommendation for the week. The Bridge on HBO Max. I've seen a lot about The Bridge, and uh, I actually want to check it out. I um I thought it was like some sort of drama or something, but then I started seeing that was more reality television um that's exciting i want to recommend we've talked about the tv series that will be coming out but i want to recommend the game last of us uh it's such i started replaying it and it's such a good game it's it's a zombie game but it really is like the story is the key of the game it's the story is so good why i think it's going to correlate so well into a tv series is like there's just so much um, feelings <laughs> behind the, the the show, but watch the you know play the game. There's a sequel now, which is also very good, uh, but the original it still holds up. Get the remastered, uh, but honestly, you really don't even need the remaster. I think the the original the graphics still are not that bad. Yeah, no, this is uh, one of my favorite game series of all time. Um, 
There was a meme going around on Twitter. It was a picture of uh, Boo from Monsters Inc. and she's crying, but they have superimposed like a headset and a controller in her hands. And the meme was like, "What game made you have made you like this?" And that was my first reaction. Was uh, there are scenes in the first and second game that literally like have me in tears and like I'm a like I. There were points where I'm like, I have to put down the controller because this is like too much right now and all the best ways and kind of the worst ways too. Um, so yeah, highly recommend that game. And the gameplay. Sure. I like the idea that like, I feel like with a lot of zombie games, it's kill everything. It's like some of it is being sneaky. Some of it, like it's like it feels more realistic in that way. Um, so definitely love it. But I unfortunately don't have a new story. It was a very dry week. When it comes to news, do you have? I mean, I my like news stories is part of what I've already you know advertised before. Infinity Train season four is coming out, um, and they showed a new trailer which looks very good. I'm very excited uh, to see this, and and officially they have announced this is the series finale uh, season. This is the last of the the show. Um, they made it back when they were making season three, and and no one knew about it, and they're like, all right, it's done. Like we've all moved on. Hopefully we can come back, but like this is it. Yeah, this was a tough week for news. There wasn't anything too crazy. I dug really hard for this story, and I'll share it with you guys because this is like superhero adjacent, TV adjacent. Um, I I think I've mentioned it here. I think you've maybe talked about it too. The Boys on Amazon Prime. I love this show so much. Uh, It turns out there's going to be a spinoff, and it's basically what it sounds like. It sounds like Sky High, if you've ever seen that uh, that movie, um, it's an academy for young superheroes. It's it's a college, it's a college, and uh, it sounds like that's what's going to be the spinoff. It's going to be, uh, and it sounds like the two people that have been casted are Jazz Sinclair and Lizzie Broadway, which I don't know either of those people. Um, so, but I'm excited for this series. Uh, Amazon Prime has never done me wrong in terms of the boys, so. I want to be so upset. I was I I didn't get far in the boys because I got so upset at what was happening, and I feel like college is just going to be worse. There's going to be so much bad stuff happening. I'm not going to be happy about it. So, uh, but everyone else it, should watch it. It's a very dark show. So, uh, yeah, uh, I guess that brings us to the end. Anything else from you, Tommy? Um, no. I mean, listen, Michael, I just. I hate saying goodbye to you. How many times am I going to say this quote today? I hate saying goodbye to you, but uh, it's inevitable that even though we're ending the podcast today, that it stands to reason that we will say hello <laughs> again on the podcast. I love it, Tommy. You throw that quote at me any day. Uh, it's such a good quote. There's so many good lines from that. WandaVision right now, uh, we never ranked it. Do you have off the top of your head, is there a favorite episode for you? Just to really pay, you know, it really ends the WandaVision talk. It probably was, was it episode three, I think, when it was kind of like a side, or maybe it was episode four, but we got to see basically Darcy and uh, we got to see like the other half of the sitcom world and how things are going on on the outside. I thought that was really cool. I was so stoked about it. We were getting a lot of answers. Darcy was hilarious. Uh, we get Jimmy Woo there too. So yeah, that that was probably my favorite episode. Yeah, that was a good one. I would say Halloween's up there for me. It's like I I when I think like that one still stands out where Vision's on his quest and uh, you got that or the one right after I think five where it's like the world's falling apart and uh, 
uh, Wanda and Vision are fighting the whole time. That's also a pretty good. Or, or even I think the penultimate. Some people had issues with it. I really think that's a really good episode and gives us so much details about Wanda in general that I think will play out. But yeah, Wanda, great show. Glad we can end it. But now we're all Falcon and Winter Soldier, baby. We're in it to win it. Yep. Strap on your your wings and your metal arm and get ready. No, you strap on your arm and try to get to the, the podcast on time. I'm going to fly in <laughs> because you all know I'm going to be on time with my nice Falcon wings. Oh no. I hope we get some motorcycle action to preview wrong here. Um, but with that being said, I want to give out some thank yous before we go. Aaron Robertson, who did our theme song to start us off here and Ethan Kellum, who did our logo. Uh, their social media handles are in the show notes. So give them a follow and let them know that you heard about us or heard about them from Stark Wars. That would be really cool. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Five star reviews are incredibly helpful. Um, we might have to discuss what we're going to do as far as a reward, but we're coming up on 50 here. So help us get to 50 and we'll see what happens. Like Michael says, tell a friend, tell your local uh, mailman, tell your neighbors, just shout it from the rooftops. Yep. If you're in like a porta potty and you have a Sharpie on hand, you can just like uh, write down our podcast. You're in a bathroom stall and there's someone next to you, social distancing. You're like, hey, while you're on the toilet, check out <laughs> Star Wars, please. <laughs> yep so uh that's all we got for you guys today thank you so much for listening and have a great night or day or morning bye